At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't think Russell Simmons was doing fucking yoga when they were all boom bap and shit either. (laughs) Yes, yes, and we're back. Season number three, episode two, that's right, part two of our chat with DJ Halo. From the Fake Force Syndicate. There's like that P-Rock remix of Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks. By the way, we added some new tour dates to studymusicgroup.com slash shows. Uh, I've been collecting records since 97. Check those out. See if we're coming to a city near you. And for booking, hit up studymusicgroup at gmail.com. It was, it was awesome. I was, I was DJing on a yacht driving around the fucking bay. We got the Subject Jazz and G history single. The Astral guys dropped a new one. One word in Pete Feliciano. Pete Feliciano, excuse me. I've been saying that wrong for a while. Out now as well. There's gonna be scratching on my album. Yeah, for goddamn sure. What do you think about this book, guys? I read this article um, that vinyl and the final sort of like acceptance of music streaming services is what kept the quote unquote music industry afloat this year. This is an article I was reading earlier. Um, I I wouldn't I necessarily that say that. Evan, have, you've told me that, that CD sales are like molasses recently, comparatively I mean, speaking. Comparatively speaking, I mean, but CDs are still it's like still outselling vinyl as a format. Is it general? Yeah, it depends on what, what you know what artists you're talking about. I mean, like Adele is keeping the music industry afloat. Say so that. <laughs> so is Adele still um, moving a lot of physical units? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, not probably less so now, but we you know outsold everything else by like times twenty or something like that, um, which is kind of crazy. Hello. To think about. I know, right? Um, but yeah, you know there'll always be um, advocates of both formats. Yeah, I I feel yeah. like um, that that statement is a little bit loaded because um, mm-hmm. another thing that I like mm-hmm. about uh, running Fake Four is I get to go to these cool like uh, industry things and learn about shit like how important streaming is now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, I feel like yes, yeah, streaming. From looking at the consumer model, uh, eh, there's still some. Um, looking at the consumer model, how can you argue with the service like paying ten, 10 bucks a month to essentially be like, you know, if you wanted to fall into the trap, be like, well, fuck all these CDs and shit. Unless I just have vinyl, this one. You can't, you can't win the argument against me for Spotify. Spotify is. Yeah, I think the best thing to happen to no, absolutely as a, as a consumer. Music. Yeah, for for a music consumer, because you will find out about music. But unfortunately, for an artist you may get person. you may get into uh, another artist and be like, oh, I would have never found music without Spotify. But a lot of people, I don't think, are turning around and buying physical product, going to shows of these artists or whatever. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is a bummer. 
but you know it's it's a great way to sort of equalize and and these algorithms or whatever you want to call it are men <laughs> i'm pretty sure the puppy <laughs> so is super into the puppy loves e yeah, he he's just humping his it's already gone through a, a total emotional turmoil yeah. rejection <laughs> acceptance like, love sure where you, you all right lust you okay buddy <laughs> yeah. He, um, so, dog yeah. break. Okay, dog break. Yeah. Um. So you also you started producing more, right? As yeah. Like a, I, you started uh, messing with like beats a little I bit made, more. I made I made beats uh, in I, college. I got some Halo beats. Wait, wait to see what oh, I do with nice. them. Cool, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, these I'm two are collaborating too. There you go. Um. Because I, who, I who, the dog and DJ Halo. Yeah. 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 yeah I was, I'm waiting for the. The Calvin DJ Halo collab. Calvin the dog, DJ Calvin Halo trap remix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was all like, I can't wait to see what you do with them, and then it's just Boss putting Calvin on the song, yeah. on the beat, barking. You're like, oh, well, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, it's like I never thought, I never thought there was just gonna be a dog here. So, yeah, streaming, you got to accept it, and it's an interesting, cool way to sort of be interactive with fans as well like if you create playlists things you know hey i i you know i make my coffee on tuesdays to this music you know what i mean and be able to put that out and it's another marketable thing that like helps to sharpen the like uh, sharpen your brand you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so streaming is interesting the it sucks that it, you just get paid dick. Yeah. Like two million streams. Like okay, this is how, this is how I feel about it. I push my shit on streaming platforms because I just want the most people to be able to digest the stuff yeah. easily so that my, you know, different brands or whatever can, like, stay, you know, yeah. active. And then you know, thus, thus I can get out on the road and work, yeah. or produce for other people or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, I, I hear that. Like, it, I'm not really losing that much money off of like digital sales. No, I honestly, to this day, I, I, as far as audio is concerned, I probably like on two hands can count the the amount of albums I've purchased legally digitally. You know yeah. what I mean? I, hate I actually started went. purchasing so more music it, you know? legally, yeah. digitally, in like a standard way once yeah. I started selling my music like that. Because I was like, okay, I get this. Yeah. Alright. I'm just know. trying to like do my karma thing and like but I've never really understood about Frankly, I, I'm expected to play... I mean, I'm, all the music that I get is through pools, things like mm-hmm. that, so it's not... Okay, it's you know, like if you're I'm on a road trip... If it. you're on a road trip with one of your homies and you're talking about some album and you're like, oh, man, I'd really love to play this for you right now. Yeah. It's like you're telling me that you'll pay like probably like closer to 30 bucks to go see a movie and eat popcorn and drink icy while you're there. But you won't pay ten dollars to own an album right. forever on your phone, and you can listen to it wherever, whenever, and you can show it to people. And like, yeah. no, know, no, like, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. Like, know? I don't do it all the time, but I'm like, not, I'm not against it, but it just doesn't cross my mind. Mostly because I can yeah. easily get music. Calvin, what are you? 
What are you doing? Are you asserting dominance over my knee? <laughs> I think that's what you're doing, buddy. It's cool. <laughs> it's totally I, I hear you. Um, I hear you. He, he just started getting hair on his balls. And he just yeah. wants to show you. That he's, he's like, what's up, man? He's like, I'm not a kid. All I'm right. not a kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that little dog you used to know. <laughs> what well, I've never understood uh, about the whole, you know, buying albums digitally versus the bootlegging it is that when you buy it digitally, it comes with clauses. So you can only play it a certain, like burn it a certain number of times onto CDRs, transfer it to a certain number of computers. That, I mean, but if you do, if you do music or you DJ, stuff. it's yeah. so easy to get around that shit. It's like right. if you're basic, yeah. but, like you know, my you mom just, can only burn it. But to five be real, if you just bootlegged it digitally to begin with, I mean, you don't most, have to deal with any of the clauses. Most of the albums that I would buy digitally, uh-huh. I purchase on vinyl and it comes with download right. anyway. Right. You know yeah. what I mean, to yeah. me, the mark of a good album is one that I will seek out a new record one that I'll seek out on vinyl yeah. you know what I mean I kind of feel yeah, like yeah. your album has to like be like a certain number of stars for me to want it on vinyl yeah absolutely. you know what I mean it's like oh, if yeah. I'm excited about this shit like mm-hmm. and yeah, I yeah. like it when it comes out I'll get well, it on more CD interesting, and if I'm like yeah. really excited before it comes out I'll buy it on CD but like as a collector new. there's just more interesting like, like different editions coming out like I have two copies of Danger Doom I have the first edition that came out did you get the new one and then I got the new one from Lex which is amazing I just saw a picture of that that shit looks hella sick it looks it looks sick and it also looks really cheap to produce really yeah yeah, you know yeah I, mean? I bought when that album originally came out. I bought the Euro version of the CD because I'm a nerd like that. Because it came with that packaging versus mm. the oh, um, yeah. Epitaph records packaging. Yeah. I'm like, I want this one, man. Yeah. Like, was that an Epitaph or was it Anti? Uh, I was thinking it was Epitaph at the time. I don't think they had actually so. established Anti as a. Yeah. As a I had a long yeah. conversation with um, Sean mm-hmm. Atmosphere uh-huh. uh, about epitaph and, and like anti and being like what's up with that you know yeah it was a i mean he seemed i i don't know what really happened with anti because they because they put out like the cool what's what's the difference between i don't know or what's the I, I connection think with, what's the connection what? anti's epitaph's anti, distribution an, arm no, no no anti was like putting out more of their more uh like ex- not even experimental, just not punk rock stuff. Yeah, it was like a sub-label of Epitaph. Like they put out, they put they out a couple out. albums of the Coup. They put out, they put out. Um, uh, or was that Epitaph? That uh, I'm. You can't imagine how much fun we're having. That was, that was Epitaph at that yeah, point. That was, yeah. that was Rhyme Sayers. Oh no, no wait, that you was can't Seven's imagine. Travels. You can't imagine was Rhyme Sayers. Seven's Travels, uh, Seven's was, Travels the was, was the only one. Was it? What I heard from. Uh, slug in in an interview kind of recently actually was that the the friction there was that they just wanted physical reach and like distribution but they already had their own network in place mm-hmm. yeah I mean to do sense. label operations because of their like sort of unprecedented DIY touring right yeah. And then I guess Epitaph had never entered into like a situation like that with an artist before where like we're just going to distribute you, but technically you're not on our label. Yeah. So it was kind of like I don't know. Because I remember that uncomfortably was the weird, but like did what it was supposed to do, I guess. But it was never meant to be a long-term thing. Yeah. But what it, I don't know. What did he have to say about it? 
it was just interesting to me because I was sort of trying to hint that they were that epitaph, the anti was still anti behind was the trying, scenes of the rhyme series? Well, no, that that anti was like that. Basically, atmosphere was like a jump off for anti to be their sort of hey, we're yeah, down with punk rock and um, punk rock and hip hop yeah, have already always yeah. sort of been intertwined like mm-hmm. inex- inexplicably. Uh, so that like anti was gonna be their like their hip hop wing, sort of like how Big Dada is to Ninja Tune, yeah, right. you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh-huh. But you know, he he could confirm nor deny it. But, but then it's strange because they signed Tom Waits to anti, and you're like, all right, that's not. Yeah, but at that point, it was probably like, you know, they're they're probably given up on the idea. Yeah, I mean, at like that point, I don't, make it I don't know why thing, they just know? don't just make it epitaph again, yeah, as opposed to like exactly. messing with the like different models. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah it doesn't there, make any sense anymore. Uh, maybe know? maybe anti has different distribution or something. Like, I mean, there's probably a million different ways you can dice it that makes a deal with such and such. I think it's just there's just too much red tape once it becomes like a big legendary old brand that's not what it used to be it's like you can't just like yeah yeah i don't think it's like def jams oh why don't they just make def jam help boom bap again it's like well <laughs> no nah, you can't just I don't do that. really think yeah like i wish but I mean, like, yeah I, nah. I don't think russell simmons was doing fucking yoga when they were all boom bap and shit either. Yeah. They scared me. And the good news is, because Lord knows we, we could use a little good news these days. I thought so. Kind of over reporting maybe some of the bad news and being a little dire. And the news can be that way. I gotta say, uh, well, shout to Jeff Jam for some awesome packaging. The good news is, we just got uh, in uh, uh, the new Vince Staples on LP, the double LP. He's He's on Def Jam? He is. What? Def Jam. It's like Def Jam and uh, I think Todd Quali's like, thing. He's it's part like, of I think Odd Future, Blanc. right? Or like an no, he's, he's like an affiliate of Odd Future, but I think he's on like Blacksmith or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's and still Def a Jam. thing? I, I don't know. I, I saw the Def Jam logo. I saw the Def Jam logo and the Blacksmith logo on the back of this LP. That's all I know. But mm. it's a, a, a lenticular cover, which I'm usually really against like mm. I do not like lenticular covers at all but right. it's a three way lenticular cover and it looks badass really it's like you know what his his cover is just like water it's like yeah. a lake like very simple but then if you turn it one way you see his face mm-hmm. like like a like a drawing of his face transposed against that and if you turn another way you see a skeleton underneath his face oh okay. like his skeleton so it's like Oh, that's like, that, that's dope. Then, yeah, it's dope. It like looks really like snazzy. So how much? What are they? What's the MSRP <laughs> on it? Fifty um, bucks? No, actually, it's like thirty-eight. 38. Still pretty up there. Yeah, I ain't spending thirty-eight bucks but, for like a new artist. I mean, how much was that? Nah, Probably the most expensive record I've ever bought was a uh, a Discog purchase, but mm. it was like a one of five hundred, like promo LP with like a screen print mm-hmm. totally different art of uh, Diplo Florida nice yeah it, it looks it's it, it was worth <laughs> it cause, cause it's worth it even though you you're just like this is just like a white <laughs> du- yeah. gatefold sleeve with like a screen print and then you open you pull out the records and all they just have a stencil like a multicolored stencil of like your like a corny brontosaurus and it's a track listing, nothing. Yeah. So you don't know, That's like, sick. what A, B, or whatever. But you still possess it. You're like, yeah. yeah, I got this. Yeah, cool absolutely. I, I Honestly, I one thing I will say about Serato, 
which is to me I like is most of my vinyl purchases now are collector shit for me. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be much more yeah, you're not going to take those I'm, to the club. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to buy those. 12 inches just yeah, to play shit. Buy, yeah, yeah, I don't have to buy it. I couldn't imagine if I because oh man yeah if I had to buy game. like no nah, but you would the, be like, in a DJ pool or whatever or whatever I, I would have yeah. been I would have been but like a lot of the like trap songs and shit like those records aren't cheap man it's like fifteen bucks for like I, two yeah. songs dude as far as its lifespan too it's fairly disposable shit it's just mm-hmm. like it is as much as I hate to say it I like I really like that music like it's you know it speaks to me for the moment i guess you know but i agree with it i like playing it you know what i mean uh-huh. um and it's not like me liking something that i'm playing because it's like sort of a joke an inside uh-huh. joke right, for right, me right. with the audience you no, know it's right? the production yeah. technique yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah i like it i really i really like it you know and i think it's it's versatile it's like a you can mix or like do more cutting mm-hmm. shit you know what i mean right like you can you know juggle with trap music you can't really mm-hmm. you know juggle with dubstep i mean you can but it's right. you know not a yeah right yeah. so that type of thing but uh yeah i mean I, that's what i do like about serato other than you know most times i can show up to a place with just my fucking backpack yeah don't have nice. to spend 80 dollars on 12 inch singles that's i don't good. have to bring four crates of records and hope people only want to hear right what i packed <laughs> what's weird is that you guys were upset about the the Vince Staples being 38 bucks, but they before they put out this lenticular version of it, they put it out as two LPs, mm. with one LP had each half of the album on it, and they were both like 26 bucks or something like that. See, okay, buy, like, 26 would, bucks for one pay. LP yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. So, like for Vince Staples records. right now, if I liked Vince Staples, mm-hmm. I might be like uh, reasonably happy if it was like 20, like mm-hmm. 399. Maybe. Well, you know, I, I mean, would, something like that with a cool cover. I yeah. pay. I know, uh, you know, per unit, it's probably costing them like cost-wise. It's probably mm-hmm. at least ten bucks a unit. Yeah, so, I mean, but don't you know these record labels definitely know what they're doing? Like, because like even Vince Staples, Vince Staples CD is big for Vince Staples CD is like twenty bucks. You know, then they know that people are gonna buy it because like Vince Staples is huge. It's like yeah. one of the most talked, like more yeah. talked about people. Like. Same as the Kendrick Lamar CD yeah. is like twenty bucks. You know, well that's like, that's why I don't that's why I don't appreciate. I under yeah. I understand and as as capitalist entities, yeah. the record company has to take advantage of the market as yeah. it can. But there's so right? few there's so few though. releases per year that they can set at a price point like yeah. that, and that it'll well, be a shoe in. What mm-hmm. I don't like is I feel like they're they're making it seem to people because those are the bigger releases that are going to be mm-hmm. everywhere where somebody will like randomly be like, oh wow, they still make records. Yeah. You know, oh my god, right. 38 yeah. bucks, that's too expensive. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's you know the thing I mean? though. Is it, that oh, you can't up. buy a record for less than that. You know, yeah. no wonder they're going to be dead soon. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that is a problem. Yeah. Because that's you can, you know, you can price a record that's within, you know, anything, twenty four ninety nine and under is plenty. You know, to be able to have a reasonable profit margin. I mean, unless you are just a jackass and want to pay like seventeen dollars per unit or something like that. Yeah. You know, but that's that's what's annoying to me is is the cost. Some records, especially like okay, I saw a repress of Led Zeppelin Coda 
their last album. Yeah. Right? The LP? The LP. Can, on, I, on can LP. I guess how it much it cost? 50 fucking yeah. dollars. That's what I was going to guess. What the fuck are you well, doing? What's, like, what's even crazy? Okay. I mean, those Led Zeppelin reissues, they they're like the Beatles, like, though. It's like. There's like, I feel like there's like an $80 version well, of that record, too. You know what? Too. All, those, like they, all those old white people got more yeah. important shit to spend their 50 bucks on, so you're going to be sitting on all Yeah, but like, records. and Rolling Stone is going to review it and give it five stars and write a whole fucking cover about it. And like, it was I, a moment in history and blah, blah, blah. I can't lie. Some of these LP it won't reissues go of classics. and yeah. It's like Star Wars and like yeah. Star Trek. It's like... You know the what I mean? Like the like, Beatles and all them, and like those type of bands, they're not going anywhere. It's like ever. Yeah. yeah. What blows my mind though is that some of these reissues. I mean, like Led Zeppelin. Okay, it's like mm-hmm. super classic, but like Fleetwood Mac or something. I mean, not to knock Fleetwood Mac at all. What are you like talking about? Rumors, bands. bro. Rumors. Yeah, but like that gets reissued you for twenty six bucks. Okay, but some of them it. are well done. Yeah. Not. I'm yeah. not saying Fleetwood Mac specifically, but okay. Like uh, I'm a pretty big fan of the Beasties, and mm-hmm. they reissued most of their catalog over the mm-hmm. past, you know, five ten years, and um, those shits are hella good. And the bonus discs are like awesome extra material yeah, and stuff, right. and like it's like totally not a bunch of filler bullshit. It's like it's like hella cool. Yeah, because I mean, like the thing about Fleetwood Mac records is you can buy them used yeah, the for four dollars. Four LP version of uh, of um, Paul's Boutique. No, that no, that I've just listened to all of them. Like, on, uh, oh my god, it's so digital. good! Oh. And, and I actually, I have that's one of my like also like my prize records. It's not in very good condition, but the fact that I have it is more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a chip promo copy of Paul's Boutique. So like an original radio promo version of yeah. Paul's Boutique on vinyl. So it's just one record, and then I have like the four disc, like repress. So it's yeah, like, nice. you know, you to, to, to see the it. compare and contrast of like, well, what's the sound quality right, yeah. on this versus, you know, versus this. But yeah, I think that you can do a lot. Vinyl is important, and I think not just because I'm a DJ. But because it it has it like has a culture behind it more so than tapes or VCR tapes or, or like CDs most most specifically more so yeah I like I like VHS in yeah. fact I love VHS in but, fact I'll go out on a limb and disclose I sample VHS not al- not always but sometimes all right well you do have, you always have a, the uh, red red white and yellow on vhs so oh yeah that's good you get it all yeah um all right so what do you what do you got what do i got coming up yeah what do you got coming up what are you you uh, doing currently i make uh i don't know i make beats i like making drums mostly as yes will attest to yeah i just sit down for like three hours and sequence like 50 bars of like really intense drums and then i just don't want to deal with yeah. the rest of it making a song we're gonna do some uh we're gonna do some crazy shit yeah we're gonna try and do some producer collabs we're gonna nice. we're gonna yeah i'm gonna try and uh, try and whip up a rap track as well for a for a rap album that i may or may not be working on um, I cannot. I cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah. So but, you know, I'm not really at liberty to speak on things like that. But uh, yeah, I can attest to your your love of the trap production. <laughs> um, 
but it's filtered through my crazy brain. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's not it's not quite the same. It's patterns but using different sounds. <laughs> interesting to hear an album of your production with a bunch because the thing is you're well connected too so you got i mean no it's like well you could get like a yeah. bunch of these guys who never make trap music yeah, yeah on your album songs. easily to do some like weird like stuff or like mess around with that whole like yeah, yeah. kind of sound you know well, that's uh, that's kind of i don't want to i don't want to put out i don't want my first record to mm -hmm. be a record like that like right. a producer record and the mm -hmm. fact that like I made a bunch of beats right. and there's a bunch a of my bunch rap of friends on right. yeah. I, of course I want to do that just because I think it'll be fun right. but I right. want to be able to curate it in a sense of like you're two rap people who have totally dissimilar styles you're going to rap together on this track like I don't right. know yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. worst case scenario just give me a random 16 and I'll fucking make it work with the beat and then mm -hmm. You know, do a scratch hook or something. But um, <clears throat> no, I I wanna I wanna put out like there's other music that I've been making that's like really. Dude, let me ask you this: you you aren't ever gonna make like an epic uh like instrumental record like yo no that's what i, I went to your house and your record collection is pretty off the hook as far as for somebody who's not an epic superstar you've got a, a pretty big and well organized collection yeah yeah well, you know it's mm -hmm. cool yeah thank you uh i mean i you know i've been a collector for a long time i've been collecting records since 97 so what what would you like to do ideally if you had a plenty of creative time? Let's just say if you went on a creative what vacation would, to a like nice to studio somewhere, is, what would you like to do? What I would like to do is make an album that is two thirds Florida and like one one eighth Lil John. I don't know. I just want I want to make something that's like that's like deep that I want to make an album that has deep points but also like really jamming points. Slappers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like I I want to make an album that has like a good sort of peak and valley like it's not mm -hmm. just like ah <laughs> this guy is fucking pissed <laughs> off and depressed. <laughs> you know? Like I don't want to make a whole album of that shit. Like, I think it's, everybody has aspects, you know, and I want to be able to let, like, have all, like, the aspects of you as a person be able to shine through on individual tracks, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Yeah. It's not, never going to tell the whole story because you're putting it out and self-editing it, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, that's what, I want to be able to put, put out something that's true to who I am as a person more than uh -huh. anything mm -hmm. else, you yeah. know, and I, I haven't quite found the sound, there are, like, pieces of it you know I mean I have so many songs like I make I make a lot of songs like uh, a lot of songs most of them are like it's mostly me just like messing with drums a lot but mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know. With the song. Uh, I I'm that's why I'm staying home. Twenty twenty sixteen. Aside from the two two tours that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm staying home. <laughs> Alright, before I ask you about the tours and we start to wrap up, so let me ask you this. As as a DJ who is regularly working, um, do you think it would be possible for someone to do a record, like a for someone new to come along and do some uh, DJ Shadow type of stuff or like Cut Chemist type of stuff here in, in 2016 now or... Has that I think kind of like creative DJing ship sailed and Talking about the, the evolution of that? No, I, I don't think so. I feel like it's just sort of the the ebb and flow of certain styles and who's influenced by what, you know? Uh-huh. Like, uh, I mean, I definitely, there's going to be scratching on my album, yeah. for goddamn sure. <laughs> you know? So, I, I can't say, I can't call it. But yeah. I, I'm not hearing anybody doing, and even people who I know can do production styles like that, you know, like like a craze or something like that. Like those dudes can, they can cut like a motherfucker, but mm-hmm. you know, they're just not. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, they still cut in their in their live DJ sets. Mm-hmm. Like one night on the tour with uh, Angie and Karina, I was like, I just stayed up all night looking at. Like videos of DJ Craze sets, like just club sets, not not DMC shit or anything like that. Yeah. Just like him playing at Root Down or right. him playing at fucking wherever, somewhere in Vegas. And, and like it's interesting to me to see sets like that because so much DJing that I've watched or like sat down and watched is all like so turntablist, like turntablist, like routine based, you know, like uh-huh. DMC mm-hmm. competition battle shit. Where it's like, yeah. it's so interesting to see more, like watch like a 30 minute set of, you know, what these dudes do for, you know, mm-hmm. for more of what they're doing than, than turntableist shit. Uh-huh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you're day in, day out, you're DJing more like that than you are, you know, yeah. these routines. Because those routines like that real DJ routine that he did with the like the gold tractor mixer and whatnot, that, that thing, I mean, he must have, you know prep for that for at least you know a couple weeks month yeah you know, before recording it yeah you know i mean that was one thing when i was first teaching <laughs> making mixtapes and shit i just be like i don't know how these guys do it like you know because i thought that they just made that shit up on the spot right like to to this <laughs> yeah. day i like most of my sets are like just right then and there it's never the same thing (laughs) you know like i i really i i make life really hard for myself as far as (laughs) djing goes like i i just recently started like cutting cue points and and like loops and shit in in tracks and when i was like 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 19 i was man i was like there with my notepad next to the turntables like okay this song here, this one flows into this one pretty good. Drop this one in about halfway through the song. Yeah. yeah. It's like straight up taking notes, pencil and paper. <laughs> nah, I've always, I, like, so much of my DJ And I've kind of just practiced, like, like, almost like I was making an album, but just yeah. creating the DJ routine. And yeah. then, you know, unleash it upon a Yeah, I mean, friends. to this day, I, I mean, I have some routines, like, you know, our routines that I have, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I, like, I don't kind of don't want to do them all the time even though they would sound yeah. tighter because I've done them more right, often right, so it's yeah, easier yeah. you know what I mean but it's like yeah. I just I don't I don't want to do the same thing right but, you know don't bore yourself yeah it's important 
So I, I'm, I, you know, for me, what it is is more like preparing, like listening to new music and like creating ongoing dreams. New Year's, I DJed on this yacht, and I thought it was gonna be the coolest party. <laughs> And it was just, it was, it was awesome. I was, I was DJing on, on a yacht driving around the fucking bay. You can't really I hear on that. I sound on one of those parties one yeah. Halloween. But yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a boring crowd. You yeah. know what I mean? As far as a DJ goes, like they were all top 40, really like super top 40, no remixes. They were not into it. I mean, they were into like my scratching, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, I better be scratching a song that they heard, of, you know, at least a hundred times already that day. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was yeah. like, ah, boo. Well, yeah. whatever. It was fine. It, it was like, you know, it was super jiggy, like a, you know, yacht. People paid $300 a piece to get so, in there. It's yeah, crazy. like maybe like five, five, six years ago or something, I, uh, I did the same kind of thing, but I was working sound. And um, I was sitting there like part of the end of the night. And I'm like, man, this gig is kind of bogus. Oh well, it's pretty good money, and I'm like smoking my cigarette out on the back of the boat. And then I walk back inside, and um, the DJ goes, "Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of us, but we're Zeph and Azim." And I was, "Oh shit, Zeph and Azim are really? on this boat? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Because yeah, it had been Holy like crap. a bogus top forty party for like you know the whole yeah. first few hours. Or and they were great performers yeah. too." And I was like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like one of the only people standing there paying attention and shit. And it's like, man. Like, Azim had one of the... There's like a chick like puking in a bucket. And they're like... Just all people like dressed up in costumes and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ours was like a 40s, like a, you know, prohibition theme. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, I had these... So you played a lot of uh, electro swing songs in? Well, I started off the night with all those remixes from the the Boardwalk Empire album. There's like oh, that yeah. Pete Rock remix of Vince Giordano mm-hmm. and the Nighthawks. So you never saw Zeph and Azim play, though, huh? No, I never saw Zeph and Azim they had, play. Um, I did they, interview them, though. Oh, awesome. On, on WPKN, I, yeah. I interviewed them. They had, um, I remember the first time, they had like one of those sets that was just like every single detail of the set was worked out beforehand. Mm-hmm. So they had like six routines that they did yeah. across the show. And so it was one of those deals like an Edon set or something where yeah. like the first time you watch it, you're just like blown away. Yeah. And after that, it's like really entertaining, but you know like what they're doing, you know? It's like yeah. they have everything like really planned out, like worked out. That's awesome. But it's really, yeah, but the first time you watch them, you're like, holy crap. Like yeah. these guys like have it down so hard. They get like... Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's actually something I'm trying to do to, to like make myself interested, but yeah. also be able to be more prepared mm-hmm. is um, to have, you know, like at any given time, like eight to ten hour sets that I know yeah. Yeah, front to back, yeah. you know, and, and be able to like switch in and out work. of those sets. No, not really. Mm. I mean, it's just crates that yeah, you know, different like crates. Yeah, yeah, I can just I can do the crates and like make notes as to like right. oh, I want to do a power kill on this one. I want to like you know echo out or whatever. The, those those types of things. But mm-hmm. yeah, Sweet. I don't know. So that I'm trying to stay home in 2016. <laughs> hopefully, make some music. Finally, get a, a record out there. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I would prefer because I I have been DJ for so long. I would prefer the first thing that I put out as myself that's instrumental 
Uh, I kind of want to just put it out on on seven inch with a download card, and that's it. Wow, interesting. That so it'd awesome. be like an EP. Tight old EP. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I just think, you know, and I want to do something fun, you know, for me, mm -hmm. like package wise, just, you know, do the like chipboard or whatever and, and like stencil because oh, okay. I like the old man graffiti, yeah. you know, because <laughs> I got too much to lose going out and paint trains or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. I hate to say that. Tank. I feel so adult saying something like that, but oh, it's true. It's you know, true. like it's I don't want to, I ain't trying to fucking run away from dogs in the yard. Like, no, <laughs> no, no. Man. But you're gonna be on some tone tank packaging, Steve. It's like hand, yeah. hand drag all Hell the yeah. Yo, tone is a I like tone. That's, shout that's to great. tone tank. Yeah, that like guy tone is tank. such a cool dude. Yeah, and really entertaining dude. Too, oh yeah, he's, he's super super entertaining. What's super funny cool. is like uh, him and I used to connect because he doesn't drink alcohol either, mm -hmm. and uh, so him and I used to always like catch each other at like Mercury Lounge or something like that and be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that? that guy, yeah. So, what's uh, your tour plans before oh. we get out of here? When are you going to get out of here? Uh, I am middle of next week starting a tour with uh, Portland, Maine-based rapper Brzezowski. Say, what date is the middle of next week? Middle of next week is the 13th, where we do San Jose at the Back Bar. The 14th, where we do Sacramento at the Blue Lamp. Then Friday the 15th, where we do the Honey Hive in San Francisco. And then I believe that Saturday we are at 4th Studio in Reno. And then after that I would have to look at the flyer. Yeah. Right on. Where, where, What website can people go to to check uh, out the tour dates? And stuff? Oh, you can go to uh, doomsdayroadshow.tumblr.com. Is that so? Doomsday yeah. Roadshow. All right. And is it just going to be the two of you guys? It's or? the two of us uh, playing in each city, uh, but we have different acts on each bill. Um, Sacramento is going to be fun. Karina Karina is going to be playing, as well as uh, this chick Delaney, uh, this dude Max Bundles with uh, a mm -hmm. band, and uh, another guy, Riot Craig. Um, San Jose should be good times, too. This guy from Lucid Optics. He's like a Paul Barman kind of rapper. Yep. <laughs> I like him. Nice. I like he's a nice he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I is, like he part of, is he part of yeah. Isolated Wax or uh, I'm unsure, but I'm doing like three remixes for him and they're like yep. they're kinda of turning out interesting. Yeah. 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 See nice. that's what I like is I like yeah. meet MCs who I like I like what they do, you know, I'm interested yeah. in what they do and I'm like, Hey, send me an acapella. Like maybe yeah. maybe I'll make something, maybe I won't. Yeah. You know? I actually I did a remix recently of uh, that chick Rachel Saldivar, she's like a uh, female rapper. She raps about weed a lot. <laughs> uh, but um, but uh, and I don't know if she's like from the Bay or from Oregon. I mean, I know she's in that whole West like Coast. West, West Coast, Coast girl clique. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, and shouts to them, you know. Um, yeah. Yep. Angel Powers and whatnot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Angel. Yeah, and so, uh, what's uh, the next thing coming on Fake Four? Uh, next thing coming on Fake Four is actually we have a digital piece that's going to be out um, everywhere. You can purchase things digitally. Um, Tommy V, his instrumental album called Silence Speaks Volume One, that's going to be out uh, next Friday. Uh, so you can find it anywhere where you can purchase music. Uh, you can also find my EP with Brzezowski, Wichita, 
on iTunes, Bandcamp, streaming, where have you. Um, it's horrifying music about the end of the world. I was going to say, very dark stuff. Yeah, it's, the Doomsday Roadshow tour, you would expect nothing less. Yeah, exactly. Music. Our, but, our uh, sound is definitely yeah. uh, pretty pretty dark. But it's a, it's a good time. I had a good good time making that music, and we have a good time performing it. Plus, our banter is like, for being oh, as yeah. dark as our music it's is, Brzezowski and I are like fucking knuckleheads <laughs> like we're really really <laughs> entertaining on stage entertaining. we're really entertaining on stage sure. and what was funny is like when we were like in France we're like doing all this stuff back and forth in English and the <laughs> French people are like so uh yeah so i'm gonna be on tour with uh Brzezowski doing some shows lucid optics in san jose uh as well as um one word one word is the homie. Yeah, one word. Shouts to him. Uh, he, I was really impressed with him at the Gilman. Yeah, this Gilman yeah. show was great. I thought, yeah, too. Super yeah, we're actually with him and him and uh, that, a, that the other King Feliciano. King Feliciano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're actually going to be issuing really their, their album okay. together. Oh no, kidding. Instead of music, yeah. So that should be Sweet. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's a single called "Feel It Coming" that's that's super awesome. Uh, oh, that's that song they performed at the, uh, the yeah. showdown where people Shiana tossed that stool. Yeah, oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It goes over live really great. It's, yeah. it's a great oh, song, right, right. but uh, I commend. At the Gilman too, I commend one word on the production, and um, it's just this really big and like. It's like a gospel, the gospel number, right? It's yeah, it's like, just like epic and like full of yeah. energy and like mm-hmm. Pete just. He goes off. That guy can really sing well. Yes, uh, he's got a ton I, I of was... energy and like, mm-hmm. yeah, just the way he tackles doing like, because he does all sorts of other types of genres of music too. The way he tackles like the energy on on his sort of like hip hop collaborative stuff is just mm-hmm. like, yeah, cool. uh, he has was, a very uh, unique energy compared to the rest of the scene. You know what I mean? He really doesn't not... give a fuck, yeah, and he has just a hundred percent. You have to pay attention to it too. All the time. It's so magnetic. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. like that's why I was very impressed yeah. by. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Gilman and Logue Trotters dudes, um, that dude Mike and Sight. Yeah, his he can album. Run. I haven't heard his album. His yet, album like is so good. Is it so good, man? Like, yeah, I've been trying to do a track. You know, with that I guy. was, I was really, really impressed. Like his cadence, his voice, like uh-huh. everything sounds so, so it's good. Yeah, I actually met yeah. him through one word. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I just, I just recently got like did a couple events and like have gotten to know those those cats those yeah. dudes are like really really cool yeah dudes. i know a few so, of them yeah i'm, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm excited skeptic, that they're that's the, the, the skeptics younger guys working you know? on yeah that they're gonna be yeah yeah, yeah. skeptics working with mike inside and something yeah, yeah i think they yeah. have an album He's, together uh, yeah, yeah like an album together yeah because he was like the newest something. guy in the lobe trotter so oh, okay, cool. shouts to the shouts to lobe trotters double dragon those mm-hmm. dudes I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really impressed with them. Yeah, they got a good thing going. Yeah, absolutely. And taking over a world famous punk rock spot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it goes. So it yeah. goes. Yeah. So, uh, so I have that tour with Brzezowski, Seattle, and Portland, and Eugene, and uh, Bellingham, and uh, other places. Tight. Medford. I think we're gonna be Medford. in Medford, Oregon. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> Gotta check I was stranded there one one time on tour because like my uh, 
car broke down, mm-hmm. so I ended up having to spend a night in Medford, Oregon, because I, I was going to rent a car, and turns out there were no cars to be rented. All the cars in Medford, Oregon were, were gone. Damn. They were also all gone. It's I was like, man, Medford, Oregon? Medford, man. <laughs> wow. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing that, and then um, making music and DJing, and I, I'm also sort of excited to be able to like really start pitching myself to like places in the city to DJ yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. they've been I have my monthlies but they're like spaced so it's like I can do first Friday and then go away on tour and be back for fourth Friday or whatever yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's been really hard because I've wanted you know in between tours or whatever it's like you know I definitely need more income coming in Yeah. and so it's been hard to be like talking to a place where it's like yeah i'd love to come and dj every thursday but yeah like in two weeks i'm gonna be gone for like a month yeah so so that that's gonna be exciting for me too is also to be working in different venues and nice. yeah pretty soon we won't be able to go anywhere with that Finding DJ Halo at the behind the boards. I want to like, be oh, I want to be that annoying DJ guy too. where people like walk in there. Oh, this DJ guy here too. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Why is he always DJing? Yeah. I don't know. Can't help well, it. props to you, DJ Halo. I see you everywhere anyway. Yeah. Feel like any time I'm at a underground rap show, whether you're DJing or not, you're there. You're there. So. Yeah. yeah. You well, see I try to pop up in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I try to be. I try so. to be that guy, you know, because you can't be part of a scene if you're not like yeah, part of the scene, like, right? You know, like it's I always, true. I always go out to to these shows as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, one thing I feel bad about is because, and I never really understood how much a bridge can really be a separation thing, because it really only takes me half an hour yeah. to get into San Francisco, mm-hmm. and you're thinking like, whoa, San Francisco, you know, man, mm-hmm. cool city, right? <laughs> but you're like, oh, oh the bridge. <laughs> All the way to the city. <laughs> oh, Is it weird how, like, you being know? in this con- in well, the context and I used of the to, Bay I used to get pissy to with friends of mine when I would be DJing in Manhattan, and they're, like, two stops on the L into Brooklyn. And I'm mm-hmm. like, just fucking come out. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You're like, you have the best transit system in the world. Mm-hmm. Just come out. I will get you a free drink. Like, what is your problem, you know? And they're like, oh, man, I don't really want to go all the way to Manhattan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny to hear somebody say that. but And I, like, didn't understand it. Because I was commuting a fucking hour to come yeah. in. And then I have to, like, you know, and then from, you know, Thursday to, like, Sunday. And it's like either I'm crashing in my whip or staying at a homie's place or, like, whole, you know, sometimes picking up a chick, whatever. And... It's, you know, so, like, yeah. to me, like, fuck your bridge, bro. Like, I drove <laughs> all the way in here. Like, you know? Yeah. But for me, it was easier to do that trip than for them to get yeah. on the subway. No, nah, no people you know? like that. And, and sure. I feel similarly now, now about going to San Francisco. Like, my sister lives in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can make I it. Sometimes city. I like driving to San Francisco just on a whim. It's like something I recently where I was like, it was rain, especially if it's raining out for some reason. I almost feel you like, like San Francisco in the rain, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Dude, I'm like, man, just, I'm just gonna yeah, drive across the bridge right I used now. Used to do that spontaneously. Yeah, just go to San Francisco, hit all the, the last time stars. I, the last time I did that, it was I weird. haven't I was done just... that in forever, man. Last time, I, last time I even went to Amoeba in San Francisco was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a little. I mean, I, I mean, they're in a, a milk bit, bar, but... like. <laughs> 
two years ago. <laughs> Man, I had, I had a, at the I had a good haul though. Years. Years. I, I got a bunch of these like uh, promo like promo wide hive EPs. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's all like old Zeph. Yeah, no, Zeph. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> See, I like that. I like that. I like that music. I just I don't have enough of it or know enough about it that that I can like do a good set like that right. sort of loungy it's like good drums but it's kind of yeah they definitely had a kind sounding, of jazzy you know? sort of uh, like, like I like I really like that jazzy. lounge vibe you know but or like like herbalizer or something like uh-huh. that you know you were listening to the brand new heavies mm-hmm. oh yeah I have the like the Tom Moulton remixes of brand new. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't heard this. I'll it, check it, that out. It's it's he's like a studio guy, so it's like a real remix where he just yeah. remixed the levels. Right. You know what I mean? Like didn't make new drums. But it sounds. Yeah. yeah. That's ill. Yeah. Well, right on. So DJ Halo, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, on the World Wide Web, you can find me at halodoesntsuck.com. I like that. I like that kind of handle that's that's nice yeah i I give you props for that one yeah because i i liked it too it stemmed actually from a mix that i made for um that crew mindspray Mm -hmm. i made a mixtape of it all because everybody in mindspray we were sort of like how anticon was where it's like we're a big collective (laughs) but we also have all these subgroups right right, right. so everybody had like b-sides unreleased stuff of theirs so they sent it to me I made a mix of songs and gave uh, like an initial like my first round mix to everybody for like critical feedback and I gave them to them on a CD and I just wrote doesn't suck on all the CDs and they're like is is that what you're gonna call it and I was like yeah fuck yeah why not so <laughs> so it was that mix was called DJ Halo doesn't suck nice and, I like that and, uh, it's a good backstory and, too and people were like and it really caught on, you know, to, to this day in New York, like I can meet people who are like sort of, you know, if I get introduced to somebody, I'll be like, oh, hey, I'm Halo. And they're like, wait a minute, you don't suck. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. I like that. Yeah. So Halo doesn't suck dot com. Um, uh, my website is undergrowing. Uh, it's molting right now. What so, about you got like Twitter, Instagram, those kind of Yeah, Twitter is um my Twitter is Halo two oh three at Halo two oh three. Um but if you do backslash Halo doesn't suck it should come up. Um uh, basically backslash Halo doesn't suck, uh SoundCloud, <laughs> Facebook, all those things. So yeah, check it out. Um I try to post I'll hopefully be better, be better about it, more consistent about it. Take heeding my own advice from the beginning of the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, being consistent. I'm consistently going to post pictures of different bullets all year. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And I will develop a following of bullet collectors. Bullet collectors. And civil war buffs. I don't know where the civil war came. Somebody will get shot. Yeah. Just the inevitable so thank outcome. you guys so much for having me on. Oh, yeah, man. So um, always a good so, time kicking it. And basically, this yeah. has been the most interesting podcast because we, I, I have like f- known the opening that we're on blob. air. <laughs> yeah, the opening. Usually, usually, Yo, that's about knowing we're on air. Usually, we kind of just start like, 
we just kind of go with the flow and don't really have a thing. And then, like, yeah. within, like, 30 seconds, yeah. it evolves into, like, a, you know, like, cookie cutter evolution yeah. story but of this the one person. Like this one is just, like, we could have gone, gone on forever on that, that yeah. tip. And they were like, yeah. okay, well, now we're just going to change it to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, and I've been cool. sort of, like, acutely aware that we are broadcasting or mm-hmm. podcasting. It's all but good. But it, it's, it's literally just been, like, hanging out and shit. Yeah, shit. yeah. Oh, it's great. It'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for having me on. Hopefully... So what's so what's up with you, Elit? You got stuff you got tuesday mornings you got what's up with the yo oh, yeah, your raps? i haven't heard you talking about the yo calyx raps lately what's, what's yo i'm still that doing show? that on the bi-weekly but uh i'm trying to get some co-hosts for it though what i was gonna say is that i want to get some uh it's more of like uh somebody who can bear the responsibility of it sometimes when i can't do it because <laughs> what i've been doing is just pre-recording it and giving it to people if i if i have to be somewhere yeah, yeah, like yeah. Get out a lot, let me do a guest mix yeah, even just a short but see if block. you do a guest mix i have to be there i have to like be present at the station yeah because if you're not yeah like how long how long is the program it's an hour yeah, it's like yeah, let me get let me get like but it's a from like short... midnight to one a.m. Could, could I just pre-record if you're gonna pre-record a show? Couldn't could yeah. I just pre-record a show and then don't and see then why not? You don't even need to make uh, announcements about anything in it, so it's like yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll absolutely, be, I'll, guys. That would be a cool thing for you to do <laughs> when you couldn't make it. Yeah. That's, I do that. Not I do make that. it, but not make it like oh, I can't make it. So here's like hastily no this. Like, I, I do that though. I've, I've done that many. By da, da, da. Oh yeah, I haven't well, done I, guest I, mixes I, yeah. though. But I've done like I pre-recorded things. Like, the mixed it guest list, guest mix carnival. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> guest mix carnival. No, the uh, no the the Tuesday morning shows have been kind of off the hook. I did yeah. a church bell themed mix last week. Oh yeah, week, I remember. And I, I did a doing a whistling themed mix this week. Whistling. Oh, are you gonna awesome. play? the Yin Yang Twins whistle while you twerk? Probably not, but... <laughs> yes! You have to! <laughs> you yeah. have to now. Now that you know <laughs> that, that song exists, oh, I'm not aware of the Yin Yang Twins, but... Uh, Dude, but Ant, Ant of Rhymesayers has some of the best whistling. Yeah, beats. actually, he has I like, like He has like a handful of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like a few of them are just... Mm-hmm. They're so good. No, actually, I've you know I've done a Cali Traps do- before. That's <laughs> yeah. I've done you know there I have a lot of songs already for like that are rap <laughs> whistling things. What I'm working yeah. on now is like compiling non hip hop songs that are involved whistling. Oh yeah, which is um, been interesting. Is that, I found is, some good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. like the Yang Yang Twins whistle while you twerk. What genre is most into whistling? Oh man, that's a good. I feel like they're. It's actually, it's interesting because whistling more so with the church bell one, mm-hmm. last week I found that like 60s pop music uses a lot of church bells. They're like, I can imagine there's that, like a lot of songs of... where they're like actually singing about the church bells ringing and they have the church bell going off, you know? Oh. But whistling is kind of spread across a whole shitload of different genres. There's like mambas that use whistling, like... Oh, yeah. Jazz cuts that are like whistling. Yeah, I can imagine. Electronic like air has bands. a great song whistling in it, like some like electronic stuff. Oh yeah. That yeah. Uh, alpha I mean, beta. What, what, what do you, whistling? So like, does it have to be like whistling? Like, like people. Yes. Yeah. No. No whistles. Just okay. like people actually whistling. Because okay, I was like, man. Yeah, I mean, you could just do live footage Dude. of raves in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Flowing whistles. For sure, yeah. man. Oh, I used to hate that. 
Yo, it was super annoying when you would be like next to somebody who's like all like eat up or whatever, you know, wearing the like gas mask with like menthol and like <laughs> furiously <laughs> doing the raver shuffle and you're like, oh, wow. Man. Raves. The raver shuffle. Yeah, the raver shuffle. It's kind of like the running man. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. It has a little bit more style and rhythm, but mm-hmm. you know. So, yo, your, sh- your Tuesday show has been... Doing really well, huh? Yeah. You're getting a yeah. lot of fans? Getting some good feedback for it. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? Getting the numbers of mad soccer moms. <laughs> yeah, so it was funny, man. During that church bell set, this guy kept calling was like, man, I donated all these. You should play this woman who is the old ringer of the Campanelli in Brooklyn. I donated all of her albums on 78. You guys have them on 78s. Wow. I'm like, uh, no, we don't, because we got rid of all of our 78s. You're a big fat liar, yeah, mister. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You think that guy's, like, hella upset? <laughs> he called me. Yeah, he called multiple times. I'm alive. He was like, yeah, do you want to play like Oh, I used <gasps> to hate that when you would get somebody who's calling. Like, oh, no. It's okay as long as they're not, don't keep requesting, like, like something that's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, because at least he was thinking, like, yeah, I think this song would go well with your thing, or I think this song, like, he was, like, thinking about it, you know? Like, it has bells in it or whatever, cool, you know? But yeah, if somebody keeps calling and asking for, I don't know, Motorhead or, you know, let me, let me rest in peace, but Motorhead or something. Yeah. When you're playing, like, a a jazz set or something, then you're like, uh, no, you know? Yeah. I know we're community (laughs) radio, but come Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, come on. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Eh. So, uh,. Well, I guess I guess that's done. That was conclusive. Yeah, we cut it off any point we want. This is the end. He's gonna edit. My only friend. The end. Yeah, this will probably. Did we make it two hours? Dude, that two. When I was talking about driving to San Francisco in a whim, man. Two parter. Oh man. Two parter. Did I tell you? There was this weird night I had where I like it was like super raining out and I'm like okay I feel like going out to something so I went to Leo's because there was Locksmith and Z-Man oh yeah and somebody else and I'm like cool I'll just go like because I wanted to see Z-Man or whatever I didn't see mm-hmm. Z-Man I'm like cool I'll just go to this shit it was uh like over twenty dollars the door or something yeah. and I'm like wow yeah, is it worth that Locksmith but... is it Locksmith or Leo's because I was like what like I'm not paying this Locksmith's much Locksmith's not worth twenty bucks but no. Yeah. I do kind of fuck with Locksmith. That fucking rap is okay. good. Because I feel like Leo's is just an expensive venue or something. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I can't really I mean, swing this. I mean, I guess it's kind of nice, but mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to really. So I'm like, no, like, I'm not fucking with this, right? So then uh, Metal Mother had a show in San Francisco the same night. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to just go see Metal Mother. Yeah. Uh, and that was like you know after Tar- you know Tara's yeah. been living in what, LA or LA something like that for a while. So she was just like visiting and did a show. Yeah. Man, I got there like drove there in the pouring rain. Got there, show was over, and it was like nine p.m. or something. Wow! I was like, what the like? What's going on here? Like, you already played? Like, <laughs> Tara's trying weird. to get back to LA. Yeah, for the night. <laughs> yeah LA for the night or something. I don't know. She's like, yo, I need my gas money. Right, I'm out. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pope. Yeah, that's P to the O-E. And if I had one minute to make each of you know me, oh, shit. 
but I guess this is it. So first of all, I'm a mud. But secondly, I'm legit. I got a daughter I love. I never teach her to quit. I got an office I run, and I started deep in the pits. I managed to make my way up by never leaving a ship. I was pushing 80 a week, could hardly squeeze in a shit. But I'm the type to recognize the time to speak and need for pleading the fifth. And though I'm equally intrigued by each, neither is it. I try to be what I am even close to preaching, cause shit. Nobody believes in those who leave by reading the script. And so I'm right like machete cut, carving through the jungle, just my mic and a set of nuts. My own pad, and I hike like I'm getting up my name on the wall of a cave no bright light has ever touched. That's me, hope I'm making it clear, Apache, like my granddad and the state of my beard. I hate to adhere to society and like to be weird. I'm basically waiting to die, but I will fight while I'm here to make the ache and then the hurt and worth the madness. And that's why I rap to take these words and work some magic. Rabbits and hats, I stay immersed and learn to master my habitat. I'm one in a million, so only when they kill me can you have it back.
Today's episode is also brought to you by Sonos. They got top quality sound for the whole house, whether it's one room that you like to do your listening in or every room as you're walking through handling your chores, living your life. They're going to put top quality sound wherever you need it, big or small. They got single speaker systems or systems geared up for five to six rooms in your home. So check out studymusicgroup.com slash podcast and follow the link to Sonos. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.